Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with co-host Mark Griffith, and we are so happy that you've come into the Housing Hour today and spend this hour with us where we try to bring you helpful information and try to give you the insider scoop on housing and all things related to housing. We're just so thankful and tickled to death that you came in to spend this time with us. And uh, Mark, I'm excited about this show because I know that there's some things that are happening out there this summer that people want to know about when it comes to all things housing. Pesticide is one of those things that people have questions about and there's just no information out there there is but not on the radio waves and that's what we're bringing to you today and you know back in june 9th we had a radio show with uh, missy hendrickson uh from the national pest management association she started the ball rolling so we wanted to that's do right. this and and do a series on uh pests and how to manage your backyard pests your household pests big and small little and different and then uh also with that comes amount of chemicals that people buy so i thought it would be a good idea to bring in kathy booker with the tennessee Air- Department of Agriculture and Phil Hurst is going to be in our second segment and talk a little bit about their management, their programs, things that they do. And Phil Hurst actually is an inspector in the field. So he goes out there and monitors termicides and some of the other pesticides out there. And Kathy can get into some of this, but uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Great. And that's fantastic. And before we get to Kathy, I do want to let everyone know that they can go to thehousinghour.com right now and can view our website website where you will have very good information. As a matter of fact, on our website is an editorial that Mark has drawn up um, that has a lot of information about a lot of different things, especially about bugs and all those things that we did talk back on June 9th about as well. Yeah, and we got links to Missy Hendrickson, who's written a lot of press releases for the uh, her management as, uh, agency. So uh, there's just a lot of good information there and, and videos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So go to the housing app com as well to find all that information. So with that being said, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. This is Kathy Booker. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking us. Absolutely. So why don't we first um, just tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Tell us what we need to know. Okay. Well, of course, you just said my name is Kathy Booker, and I'm with the state of Tennessee, and I'm the pesticide administrator for the Tennessee Department of Agriculture. And what we do at the department, we regulate the use, misuse, distribution, sale of pesticides. And within that scope, we're responsible for the following programs. We register products for the state of Tennessee, and that's all the products that you see on the shelves in the Kmarts, the Walmarts, the Lowe's, and the Home Depots. Uh, we regulate RUP dealers, and those are the folks that sell restricted-use pesticides. And in order for a consumer to purchase a restricted-use pesticide, they would have to be certified, commercially certified, or either privately certified to make that purchase. We also regulate aerial applicators. Those are the folks that may spray crops that do custom application across the state of Tennessee. 
We monitor the groundwater program, uh, endangered species program. We also issue the charters, licenses, and certifications for all of those applicators or individuals that are wanting to go into the pest control business. We also administer the certification and licensing testing. We approve the schools and trainings for those folks that have been tested and want to maintain their certification. Uh, we inspect the chartered pest control companies on a routine basis. We also investigate complaints relative to the use and misuse of a pesticide. And that includes drift as well. So a lot of the things that you do from a regulatory standpoint are really for safety, would you say? That's correct. That's part of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then also, you know, because folks like me who, you know, we might you know, see a termite or something flying around in the yard. And, you know, part of the thing that you guys do is if you're not a certified licensed inspector and had this certification, you can't just go down to your local store and pick up some termite spray like that strong stuff. No, you cannot. Right. Um, and tell people why it is that they can't do that. Because some folks, I mean, I know personally, but why can't people just handle that stuff? Well, first of all, there is a hazard if you really don't know what you're doing or if you really don't read the pesticide label. And that's what we encourage, encourage everyone to do, whether they're a homeowner or someone within the industry or the pest control business. Make sure you read the label, the label and follow the label directions. And folks that are looking for tomatoside treatments or even lawn care treatments, and where those individuals or folks that are coming out, they're charging a fee, they're required by state law to be chartered, licensed, and certified. See, that's the one thing I didn't realize, uh, because when lawn care guys come out and they do mowing, you ask them to put chemicals down like uh, weed control or pests or whatever is needed, and they say, no, they're, they can't do that, that they're not licensed. And I didn't realize you had to have a license for that stuff. Yes, well, my, yeah, my lawn guy says he can do that. No, I'm just well, he's kidding. <laughs> he may be licensed. Well, you know, and especially in this time of year, too, Kathy, you know, a lot, a lot of people have the questions because, you know, for the, the fact is, you know, people in our business, because we also do mortgages, and one of the parts of this show is to talk about, you know, all things housing. We see a lot of termite inspections because each of our closings, we have to have a completed termite inspection, um, especially on a purchase, mainly. Mm -hmm. Refinances, not so much, unless it's a certain type of refinance. So we get a lot of people that have that question because, you know, their inspector says, well, we've got, you know, some potential termite infestation. And then if you want it treated, it costs a whole lot of money. So the reason that that is the case, because the actual product may not cost that much, but it's the, it's the amount of time and money that has went into getting that certification so that they can handle it in a safe manner and they understand what this does and what this doesn't do, how much to apply, how much not to apply. So people, you know, that are getting frustrated, maybe that the cost is too high, that you're really paying for a, a wide variety of things. You're paying, number one, for the education that that person has been through. And number two, because it's not the safest type of chemical, you're paying for the regulation of that to keep your kids and others safe. That is true, and including the expertise of knowing how to make those applications. That's exactly right. And and now, when you're talking about a residential home, you're, you're inside, and everybody, if you go into every garage in America, or some workshop, or some tool shed, people have got a whole series of chemicals. And, uh, and there's really 
other than the back of the label, I don't know that anybody really fully understands how these things go together and mix. How serious of a problem is it for the runoff? And you mentioned drift, and I would assume that drift means that the, the air takes the spray into neighbors. That's correct. For instance, um, like in a lawn care uh, application, if the wind is high, and you're applying a product like 2,4-D and it drifts onto your neighbor's property and it kills some of their flowers that they don't want killed, that could be a problem. What and if we wanted them killed, though? Because <laughs> we didn't like <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and for, for a neighbor, if that is a problem, of course, a lot of people aren't aware that they could call here and lodge a complaint and we would go out and investigate that matter. Oh, wow. And, and how serious is it, uh, the overuse of those chemicals? Because I know a lot of these commercial products, they don't seem to be as strong or as potent as some of the commercial stuff. And so, you, you know, you spray one day and then all of a sudden you come back with a couple of hours and you're spraying again. I mean, uh, how serious is this overuse to our environment? Um, there's not so much an overuse from what we get. We get more or less, um, my property may not have been treated uh, correctly. Um, the product drifted onto an area, like I just said earlier, that we didn't want it to drift onto. So we really don't get a lot where the product has been over, over applied for the most part. Is there some regulatory agency that's a part of your group that monitors a runoff into the streams and, and environmental impacts? Usually that's through the Tennessee Environment and Conservation. I see. Okay. And, and, you know, one of the other things that I hear a lot, too, Kathy, um, just from, I guess, a public or consumer um, basis is that when they go into some of these stores, the Lowe's you mentioned earlier, some of the Lowe's or Home Depot or those type of things, you know, when they're utilizing these products, whether it be a pesticide or whether it be, because I assume this also um, could potentially have to do with even just your household weed killer, correct? I mean, you That's guys correct. regulate that as well. That's a lot of people say that the warnings aren't as strong as they should be for pet, um, for the safety of pets and for children. I happened to, over the weekend, because I knew we had this show, looked at a couple of my weed killers, and I thought actually it was pretty clear. It certainly wasn't in big red or black you know, letters, but I thought if you read the warning labels, it was pretty clear, and you guys have made it a point really to to instruct kind of across the board what's required as far as warning people right that's correct but i don't know where that complaint came from a couple of people said well they had put and it didn't obviously kill their dog or anything like that but they felt like their dog had become sick from putting some of and it was the little pellets the fer, not the fertilizer but it was a fertilizer with the weed control mm -hmm. in it so and so, have you ever heard of those type of complaints that maybe the warnings weren't? Too, most of the time, people are saying, you know, just give me the basic information I need. Have you heard any of those complaints? No, I have not. And do you because have? Because the U.S. EPA, uh, before a product is registered, they have a whole set of criteria that a company or a manufacturer has to look at before they approve a product. And keep out of reach of children is practically on every label that EPA approves. I guess the complaint was really that they need to get better glasses because <laughs> it's, it, it's right there on the package. Um, one other thing that I, I had a question about was, is there any links, you know, because a lot of people are so concerned about autism and, you know, different, th you know, things that come up and, you know, there's not really any 
rhyme or reason why these statistics are going up. And autism happens to be one of them that is on the rise. You're talking um, about environmental impacts? Yes, environmental impacts. I mean, because obviously the reason that we, we don't want kids to get around these products and have, you know, access to them is because it's dangerous to them. Is there any links between some serious illnesses um, and some of these pesticides that people need to be concerned about? Um, none that I am aware of. Okay. Right. However, now they could check with uh, the CDC or the um, state health department, and they may have some more information on that. Okay. Kathy, do you have any particular programs uh, that is designed for the residential type of average guy, not the commercial application of, of these pesticides, but for residential use? No, we don't. And is it just mainly that it's the commercial side when, like, uh, these lawn care places come and spray the chemicals on the ground? That's correct. So, so what's the biggest impact that you see um, going as far as what your side of the industry is in regard to them? How do you regulate them? Um, and what what happens if somebody calls up and says that this guy did this or oversprayed it or there's some drift on it? What do you all actually do? Well, our process is once they call in and, and lodge that complaint, it's assigned to an inspector. He or she will go out and investigate the property. They will probably take statements. They'll take samples, wait for those analyses, and see what the results are. Um, that includes also going to the company or the individual and obtaining a copy of the pesticide label that was used so, they'll, so the lab will know what to analyze for and so we can see if it was applied according to label directions. In the event that it comes back and it is positive and the individual uh, is with a pest control company or uh, Hort Lawn and Turf Company, of course, the uh, penalty will be assessed appropriately. And how many complaints do you get on the average? I mean, is this something that uh, is, a, is a huge issue? Is it a m moderate issue? In some cases, it's been a huge issue, and in other cases, it's in other years, rather, it, it hasn't been that big of an issue at all. Um, we received quite a few drift complaints uh, last year and the beginning of this year, and it was mainly because of the weather situation. You know, the weather was really was, was hot. It was The wind was blowing really high, and a lot of products are not supposed to be applied when the winds are above 10 miles per hour. Yeah, and I think that the labels definitely say that. Uh -huh. So, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us and helping us to add some uh, information to this topic. And uh, we will be right back in just a moment after these messages, and we're going to talk to Phil, and he's okay. going to give us a little more helpful information. So thanks so much, Kathy. Thank you for asking. Absolutely, and thank you for joining the Housing Hour. We'll be right back in just one moment after these messages. Source 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, 
the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Hot off the press, the housing market is starting to recover, home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, home builders are clearing lots and raising roofs. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of this nationwide housing recovery by offering you the lowest interest rates in our nation's history. Don't miss out. Call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us on mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. There is nothing better than summer fun in the backyard of your new home, grilling hamburgers and serving them up to your family and friends. With 16 offices in Tennessee, Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you realize this dream. Whether it's refinancing or purchasing, MIG is ready to serve you up some of the lowest interest rates in our country's history. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Clearly, your best choice for news talk. 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host, here with Mark Griffith, our co-host. And this show was brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, serving this area in the whole state of Tennessee since 1989. We are uh, your your home loan provider for refinances, purchases, and all in between. And um, we are so thankful for them as a sponsor. Uh, you can reach them at 865-691-8910. And you can also go online to migonline.com. Um, and if you call us, we'll help you find the loan officer that is nearest you because we are uh, we have locations throughout the whole state of Tennessee from Memphis all the way up uh, into the Tri-Cities area. And we just opened up an office in Kingsport and we have an office opening in Greenville um, that's just opened and we'll have our grand opening soon. So we're excited about that. And we're also excited to have you back in here into the housing hour. And um, as uh, we advertised a moment ago, we have um, Phil, Phil Hurst, Hurst. I, Hurst, I believe. Phil, Correct. thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark. This is Kevin. Kevin, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, first and foremost, let me just tell you that 
we talked with Kathy. I think you might have heard what we spoke to her about. And we find it very interesting and very important for our listeners to understand and know kind of what goes on from a regulator standpoint and what is and isn't allowed for the public to use. Um, and one of the things that came up and one of the things that we wanted to ask you about, and, and first, you know, we'll just talk a little bit about the whole um, overview of this. But when it comes to using the treatment that you use to kill termites, um, you know, John Doe just can't go down to Home Depot and pick that up, correct? Well, a lot of the termiticides are actually general use products that, you know, really there wouldn't be any restrictions, but a lot of the distributors kind of impose their own uh, filters, if you will, on purchasers. Now, I would say that most of the general public doesn't have the resources and the knowledge to really adequately be able to treat a structure. So when someone... Um, well, first of all, actually, that was my first question, but I'm going to follow that up. Could you just give me an overview of what it is that you do? Well, I'm a pesticide inspector with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture and the Regulatory Services Division. And essentially, I enforce the rules and regulations covering the use, distribution, sale, and disposal of pesticides in Tennessee. So it kind of piggybacks on uh, what Ms. Booker talked about earlier. Uh, I go out and basically follow up on consumer complaints, but also inspect, you know, uh, distributors of pesticides as well as the uh, certified and licensed operators that would be applying pesticides commercially in Tennessee. So if you receive a complaint, let's say that your department receives a complaint, then you then will take it from there. And basically you're the CSI unit for, and and you're going to go out and you're going to kind of address the complaint and see what is factual, what isn't factual. Do you actually go to the subject property? Correct. I mean, that's the only way you can really determine what actually took place. And then you interview the different parties? Correct. Usually the homeowner or, you know, whoever the damaged party is, as well as try to talk to whoever the applicator was and try to determine again if they were in compliance with label directions. And so if there is error found on the applicator and or the company involved, what remedies do you then uh, cure that with? Well, depending on the nature of the situation, we may issue what they call a regulatory notice which essentially is just a notice that we found that there has been some deficiency or at least violation of Tennessee regulations, in which case I forward that in my report that would be then reviewed by our administrator. And I would assume that if a consumer had a regulatory notice on an apl- applicator or a company that, you know, if there were was litigation involved at some level, that that probably wouldn't start them out on the right foot in the court proceedings. Uh, that would be true. Okay. You had a question, Mark? I was just going to ask, um, when regarding the, the termicides the, that these uh, local uh, pest guys would use, is there one particular treatment plan that's better and safer for the environment than any others? I know yeah. that there's different ones. I don't necessarily understand them, but I know that there are some bait, and then they drill holes in your foundation, some of them. Well, there's a number of treatment options out there. You've, you've kind of mentioned a couple in the sense of talking about certainly there are or termite baits, excuse me, that could be placed around the exterior of the home. It's important to realize those are a passive control and do not protect the structure directly the same way that, let's say, a liquid treatment would do. Now, it's also to understand uh, that of the liquid treatments available or the products used for liquid treatments, 
there's some variation in the label directions there as well that some have uh, a little less invasive approach than others. When it comes to this application of the liquid method, you're saying that it, it would protect <clears throat> the structure, uh, I guess, m better. Um, could you well, go through that? It protects the structure directly because you're actually, you know, creating a treated zone around the exterior of okay. the structure that baiting would not. I see. I see. Okay. And, and like Mark was talking off air about some ways that they can drill down and put, what was it, the foam? Well, it, you know, from what I've always heard is that they drill all the way down and they go underneath the footer and then they shoot whatever that liquid or foam is and it creates a barrier underneath the house. Is that basically? Well, okay. <laughs> you take a lot of things out of context. You know? Okay. Well, that's good. That's why you're here. <laughs> okay. You know, the idea is you're tr creating this treated zone around the foundation in order to protect or at least interfere with the termite's ability to access the wood of the structure and do their damage. Now, foam is just a technique that allows you to apply the termiticide in a different form to various areas. And one of those would be like wall voids or at least areas that would be hollow. Because what will happen with liquids is they go with gravity. In other words, liquid's always going to travel down. Well, a foam, it kind of comes out like shaving cream. It'll travel laterally. So uh. when you get an area that's a void or, you know, a hollow area, it allows that foam to kind of fill that void in a manner that liquids could never do. So maybe a dual-use type of application might be suitable? Right. Well, again, you have to tailor the application to what you're faced with in terms of the construction of the building. Okay, so in, I so, think this what what's important to take out of this, if you're listening out there and you own a home, or if you are renting a home for that matter, or whatever, and you have a situation where you believe termites could, in fact, be eating away at the foundation of your home, then a licensed expert, someone who knows how to apply this termicide or whatever whatever you called it, someone that knows how to apply it, that would be the best thing rather than you trying to go out and go on the black market and get this stuff and go down there and throw it down. Absolutely. Think, I mean, is that what you're saying, basically? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I could wire a house, but you wouldn't want to live in the house that I wired. It's, <laughs> it's hard for everybody to have the specialized knowledge right. in order to be able to do these sort of things. Absolutely. Now, from a regulator standpoint, because you sound like you could be an A-plus applicator and business owner what made you decide to switch gears it's maybe you didn't switch gears but what sounds like you could do a little bit of everything including wiring <laughs> that, a house that would that would be true <laughs> so what made you want to get into the regulation side of it well it allowed me to use the, the benefits of my experience and my knowledge in a way that i didn't have some of the other business demands on me what is and that's a good point because you, you wanted to do something that could you know take your knowledge and your education and your experience and apply it to what you know and really make it better. So, I mean, what what are you seeing? Because you, you're a smart guy. I can tell you know what you're talking about. What are you seeing out there as being some of the biggest stumbling blocks, for that matter, for these builders that are doing the soil treatment letters and they're not doing it right? They're not maybe you know, taking it and doing it the correct way. What, not just that, but what are you seeing as some of the big problems out there right now? Number one, not following label directions, mm. uh, without a doubt. Even I mean, the applicators? Yes, even applicators. Because there's a lot of time and money spent in creating the guidance that appears on the mm. labels. And it's there for a reason. 
Right. And unfortunately, people don't take the time necessarily to read the label. And the other thing is labels change from time to time where there might be new pests added or another technique added or one removed for a various reason or another. So it's never a static situation. How, how do you know, Phil, uh, when you make a phone call and, and you get some guy that's going to come over and treat your house for pesticides? or a, How is the, the average guy supposed to know that he's got the proper licensing and knowledge? Well, they should, uh, they should be able to present those credentials. Now, as far as the knowledge, that's going to be something that's a little harder to determine. Uh, I think, you know, the, benefit, the great thing about the Internet is it's a great equalizer that, uh, you know, there's more people now looking on the Internet for information. And, you know, the average person you run into, at least, you know, my experience has been, usually when I go knock on the door, they know almost as much about the label as I might, you know, because they've been able to pull it up on the Internet or at least take a look at it. Mm. So uh, the public's become more informed than they might have been in the past. I think another thing, too, um, which would help is to... It's all about knowing someone and building that network of people that you just know they know what they're doing. And it's not unlike any other thing that you might get serviced on your home. I mean, if you have a painter, you have gotten a referral from someone that knows how to paint. You've, you've seen it time and time again. Same thing for a plumber, etc. So do you guys have anybody that you endorse, like on your website? No, we, we do not endorse companies, I mean, because of the nature of our regulatory uh, affairs here. But Could you off-air you know, tell me somebody? Check, <laughs> they could check with the Better Business Bureau, you know, that kind of thing. But could you tell me somebody off-air who you trust here? <laughs> uh, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's such a good thing that what you guys are doing because people don't realize that, you know, these things are regulated, and they're regulated for a reason, not to cause more red tape, but to cause more you know, more accuracy in the application. And for that matter, for the consumers not spending a thousand dollars and then they're putting foam where liquid needed to be and liquid where foam needed to be and all that, you know, all that, all that stuff. Correct. And we spend a lot of time training with applicators as well. You know, and I think they appreciate that because sometimes we function as a different set of eyes. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you're so close to a situation that you may not be able to see the forest for the trees kind of thing. You know, yeah. that we, we offer, you know, maybe a, a different set of eyes as to what may take place. And, and the other interesting thing sometimes you find is the consumer's perception is that sometimes pesticides are always the root of the problem. And you may find out it's otherwise once you get into the investigation. So for consumers out there, we only have about two minutes left. But, I mean, let's use, for listeners that are listening, let's use common sense also. Um, because let's just say, for instance, if somebody comes down and they do something that you don't think is right, you know, they may be doing it right. But but if you feel like something is not happening correctly, I mean, if they've got a bottle of hairspray and a lighter and they're trying to take out the termites, probably got a problem. So yeah. what, what oh, would they do? More levels than one, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> but what, where would they go to file a complaint? Well, they can go to our website, uh, you know, with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture. And we have uh, a link on there that will give you access to various forms, and one of those would be the complaint investigation form and its associated directions. And they can, uh, you know, fax the form back to us, and we'll follow up from there. And you go out physically to every single complaint? Or one of your team members? Uh, you, pretty mu you pretty much have to. Uh, okay. There's A lot of times descriptions are going to fall short of actually seeing the situation yourself. How many complaints do you receive a year? 
Oh, boy, I don't have a hard, fast number on that. I would say it's it's been dropping. I mean, we don't see as many as, I think, back when I first started doing this. But So uh, you're educating and getting those complaints down. Yeah, we're, we're seeing some benefits of our outreach, yes. That's fantastic. Well, we are going to outreach our listeners by including your information on our website, thehousinghour.com. Mark, did you have something else? No, that was it. Uh, okay. Thank you, Phil, Phil for Phil, thank you on. so much. It's been very helpful, and we'd like to have you on maybe next year when these um, problems become uh, come up again. Thank you so much. No problem. Enjoy talking to you. Absolutely. Well, that was Phil Hurst, and we really appreciate you guys coming into the housing hour, and we've got one more segment to go, and we're looking forward to that one. Um, and, you know, if you guys are out there and you have a question, maybe it's about pesticide, maybe it's about mortgages, maybe it's about hairspray and using it with a lighter and killing termites, which you do not want to do. You can go to thehousinghour.com, and you can you know what you can contact us right through there. Then you can also call me or Mark directly. Our contact information is right there on the website, thehousinghour.com. You can also read our bios as well if you'd like to look, uh, learn a little bit about Mark and I. You can go click on the bio page and pull that right up. Uh, we just again want to thank you guys for coming in, and we'll be right back after these messages. Fox News Radio, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Roughly six years after the housing market began its longest, deepest slide since the Great Depression, experts believe the end of the slide has come. Home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, and interest rates are at their lowest level. 
Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of these fantastic market conditions. MIG has 16 offices in Tennessee, so call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. WNOX News Talk 100.3. Find us on Facebook. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. We're burning down the house here telling you all you need to know about housing. Yeah. And, you know... Everything. Why don't you tell them how to kill termites again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we would do if we had the hairspray and the lighter. Which another thing that you want to be careful of is if you do um, that, which we don't endorse you doing that. But be careful if the flame comes back into the aerosol can. It could explode the aerosol can. And if it's made of a metallic uh, type of, you want to be careful because that could that could hurt you. Severely. The Housing Hour and Mortgage Investors Group do not recommend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one other thing too, Mark, that I think that was maybe. Um, talked about, but I wanted to wrap up was that, you know, those people out there that are trying to use these products on their own, you know, it's going to really ultimately be less effective than if you got a professional to do it because there's people out there that can apply it. They know when to put the foam in. They know when not to put the foam in and where to put it. Just like you, you're a smart guy, but he said you didn't know what you were talking about. I did. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I've got chemicals in my, you know, it, it should not have. Oh and, uh, my and, I, goodness. and you know what? The one thing we didn't get to talk about. I'm turning about you in. It is disposal of these things. People yeah. just go out and dump them, but there is a, a method. You just put disposal. them in the trash can, right? That's what, you know, most people do, but you're not <laughs> supposed to do right. that there's a special place that you're supposed to take them just like paint and oil and all those places. but the earth is so deep what does it really i mean it's so big down well there. that's just a shallow <laughs> view of things kevin okay <laughs> well anyway so i think it's great that we have these experts coming on because i mean you won't hear this on neil Bortz, you won't hear this on rush limbaugh or any other national programs, for that matter, that may or may not talk about housing. So I think, it, you know, and you mentioned that we may have a local person, too, that's going to be coming. Well, how I structured this, because we're going to put it on our uh, housinghour.com, our series. We have energy efficiency in homes, and then we have pest management uh, section, where we have Missy Hendrickson. And now we're going to put uh, the Tennessee. Phil Department and of, Kathy. Phil and Kathy. And then the next one is going to be, so we did national with Missy, mm -hmm. state with uh, Tennessee, and the next one's going to be a local pest control and try to connect all these dots and pieces. You know what, out there, if you think that, I think that it would be a great thing if Phil and Kathy opened up and had a morning show, a coffee talk show, the Phil and Kathy Termicide Show. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be great. So anyway, I think that another thing too, just real quick before I forget, you did the... Um, PowerPoint for mm -hmm. the energy efficiency, correct? That's right. And That's right. Have we posted that? It is posted okay. on, the, on the website. It's under fantastic. Energy. It's really great. So if you want to, it's really basically all of we all that we have learned put into one place for you to go to and see a slideshow that has the highlights. So if you don't have time to listen to the six part series, 
then you can go look at these slides. You can, because really what I did is design it for our loan officers to use for presentations to realtors and all this. But mm -hmm. it's out there. It's a it's a nice slide. If you have a talk that you want to do to your group, mm -hmm. I know that people are trying to get you to come to their uh, social groups and clubs for mm -hmm. talks. They're knocking the door this. down, Mark. <laughs> They're knocking the door down. So you can use this, Kevin. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and another thing, Mark, and I don't even think I told you, but Mortgage Investors Group is the proud sponsor of the 2012 Parade of Homes. Oh. And we have the centerfold article for the Parade of Homes that has... Um, two pages, two full pages, and on the left side is going to have energy efficiency tips and tricks that we're going to have. So our stuff is going to be from our stuff and we're going to have a housing hour piece. So yes, that's yes. I'm breaking news right now with you out there. We are going to be the 2012 Parade of Homes, uh, one of their sponsors, and we'll be in their, their magazine. It's a great magazine. That's fantastic. Yep. That'll, be, that'll be fun. S sorry for not telling you that earlier. No, that's, <laughs> that's good. Well, this is a new source right here. That's right. Now, um, we don't have a ton of time left in the show, but we do want to talk about a couple of things. Number one, I do want to congratulate Scott Stallings for last week's victory in the True South Classic PGA Tour event with a 266 total score, breaking the previous record from 2011 by Chris Kirk of a 264 score. And he he just did incredible. Actually, last year's score was 266, and he broke that. Minus 24 under par. He was lights out in the last nine. Um, he had last three holes he, he was up by one he stuck a 16th on the 16th green that four feet knocked that putt in he was just lights out going down the stretch and on the 18th green his wife surprised him with the announcement of the birth or the birth in february of their first son and it was incredible he was emotional and during his interview he said uh, pretty much that he was thrilled to win this tournament but starting a family with his wife is more important than this victory i thought that's spoke uh, volumes about his character. Well, and we know Tim Stallings, his dad, and Cheryl Stallings, his mom, and they're got to be ecstatic right now with oh, that yeah. news. I well, just Tim just told me how he has really been wanting Scott and them to start having, you know, they want a grandbaby, you yeah, know. I'm sure. And so now they're going to have that wish, and, and it's all because of Mortgage Investors Group. And us hiring him back in the day. <laughs> oh, back in the day, for Yeah, sure. that's right. Well, anyway, congratulations to Scott and also to Tim and Cheryl for um, the news, and I think that's fantastic. And he moved up quite a bit in the FedEx point, so we'll see what he can do. And he does get to play in the PGA Championship, so that's fantastic. Does this put him into the uh, Masters next no, year? No, the, 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 the announcer actually misspoke, and it does not put him into the Masters. Um, it only allows him to play in the PGA, but he does get a two-year okay. exemption, so that's good for the PGA Tour. So gotcha. that's something that adds to the two-year exemption. So now he's got four years that he, he's guaranteed to be on tour. So that's that's fantastic. Um, so, and the other thing, Mark, I mean, you look, I mean, my, are you kidding me with the interest rates here? I mean, uh, and, and, and let's, just, let's just be honest here. I mean, there's a chance that we may see the rates go down again. I mean, I, I know that that's been the topic of discussion, but the fact is, we've got a lot of issues that are happening in Europe right now. So there's a lot of fear associated with it. And I think it was maybe um, Monday of last week, last Monday, when you started to see some of those fears set in. And, you know, it, you know, we just don't know where this is all going. But the fact remains that rates are so low. And, you know, we can we see that 
trend continuing as far as staying low. We may not see them drop another point because, I mean, we'll be paying people to do loans. But, but you know, it's crazy, Mark. Well, certainly there's, there's a lot of... Um concerned about the economy still and folks are a little bit uneasy about a, a lot of unemployment situations but there's one thing absolutely for sure is when our side of our business starts to boom that's usually a good indicator to me of the direction that the economy is going i'm not saying that we're the sole leading economic indicator but we are a strong one and loan applications for us are really up it's huge the business is coming in purchases are hot and uh no refinances are still strong because the interest rate keep on coming down but truthfully when when we have this strong of a business it only has to point to something great coming on in the economy somewhere down the road very soon and one of the big things that was missing back in 2010 2011 and even year to date is that as we have been coming out of this recession which we're not in a recession anymore but as we've come out of this recession um it's been difficult because housing has not been back on its feet it's kind of been getting off of the canvas after a mike tyson right hook in 2008 Mm -hmm. so you know he, you know he's get, he's getting on. He's got the ten count on, but I think he's going to get up, and I think he's going to be able to fight on. Well, the chief economist for the the uh, National Realtors Association said that their numbers were down as far as their uh, existing home sales uh, for last year in a twelve month period. But the thing that he mentioned as a follow up to that <clears throat> was because there weren't enough listings out there, quality usable homes to sell, is why those numbers went down. So that means that the the customers are out there ready to buy. It's just that the whole listing uh, side of units out there ready to be sold are low. Well, and and because I think a lot of it was that that fear saturated the market from a seller standpoint, and they thought, you know what? I'm not even going to list it. I'm not going to take the time. I'm not even going to worry about listing my home right now because it's not going to sell. Well, guess what? it will sell and the quality of the inventory is <clears throat> at the at the pace right now we don't have a good quality inventory we've been talking about this all the way back to Adelina back yes, from you know right, a couple, right, right. from uh, Keller Williams you know so you know, come out and get pre-qualified if you're a buyer. I mean, you can call us at 1-800-489-8910. Um, you can go online at migonline.com and find the one that's nearest you because it doesn't cost anything to get pre-qualified. Right, Mark? It, it doesn't, and uh, the housinghour.com is a good source. If you don't know who to talk to and you're comfortable with Kevin right. or myself, uh, let us know. Give us a call, and we'll, we'll direct you to the right path. And you can also apply right on our website, thehousinghour.com, by clicking the Apply apply Now button, and that'll get oh, an application into you. And we'll filter that to the person that would suit you best. Because, uh, you know, a misunderstanding or confusion or lack of information is one of the biggest obstacles for an applicant. And they might think that their credit is not good. They might be fearful that they cannot get approved or that there is just so much out there that would cause problems for them. But you know what? It's still the basics and we are expert at the basics. And it's just like what we do. We're mortgage lenders and we only do home loans. Just like a bank would do home loans, they might do car loans and they're spread really thin. But us, it's just kind of like the example, you wouldn't go to a you wouldn't go to just a family practitioner if you had a heart problem. You'd go to a cardiologist. And we're kind of like the cardiologist of mortgage lending. And Well, and the other important point is, is not only your ticker, but the, when you find a home or you need a home 
to to buy and you come get pre-qualified you get in contact with a real estate agent these homes the quality ones that we're talking about are not lasting that long on the market so if you wait for them to come on the market and then you run to get pre-qualified that house is going to be gone Mm. we're seeing homes right now sales prices having multiple contracts on and building i know that firsthand i know that firsthand it's happening all over so Mm -hmm. what that means is you better get pre-qualified get in touch with a real estate agent and then get ready because when it comes on the market the agent's going to be first to know through the mls system and then uh, they're going to call you but they're Mm. not going to call you if they don't know you here's another very important thing because i have a rental home that i'm getting ready to list for sale and if you're out there and you need a realtor to help you list your home because maybe you have had renters or maybe you need somebody that's an expert i'm not going out and endorsing anyone at this moment because i'm kind of still feeling out the process but i believe that this person is excellent and that's why i called them but you know what if you need a realtor because it is it's confusing you know you have a lot of moving parts, what to list it at, what the comps might sell, say it's worth, what the marketability is of the home, what's the days of market for that neighborhood, what's the days of market for the realtor that you're choosing, what's the days, I mean, there's just various things that are working. You need to have a trusted advisor and, you know, mortgages, we can take care of that, but you need to call the other cardiovascular surgeon, which is the <laughs> realtor. They're, they got a pulse on the Yes, the and they're not using hairspray and lighters. I can no, assure you. they're not. They're using a scalpel because that's how they do it, and that's how you get the best results, right? That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep on going. I love these little... Well, but I'm just saying. Um, and you know, another thing too, guys, because we um, wanted to tell you about a company that we believe very strongly in, and that is Admiral Title, and they can take care of all of your, your title needs, all of your title needs. They can take care of it from point A to point B. B to point C and get your borrowers down the road or get you the client that's out there down the road as well because they take care of people and that's what we feel that they their strong suit is is that they are very similar to mortgage investors group and in that they just go out of their way and exceed the expectations of the borrower and of the client so if you are a realtor out there or maybe a lender that is listening and you want to develop a relationship with someone you can trust Admiral Title is the company for you and if you're a consumer if you're out there and you need to refinance or maybe you're purchasing a home and you're paying cash, you can go directly to them and they'll take very good care of you. It's 865-531-6060. And that's all, guys. I think that we've had a great show this week, Mark. I think that it's been an excellent uh, series and I look forward to the the future guests on this uh, pesticide thing for sure. Yeah, we'll have them coming in a couple weeks, maybe sometime later August 1st of September. Absolutely. And, you know, we have just a great arc of shows as well for you out there. If you're interested, you liked this show and you're listening, um, you know, we cover over a million people and potential populations. So, you know, a lot of people are listening. You can go to thehousinghour.com and dig into this treasure trove of information that we've archived for your listening pleasure. It's an extremely well-tuned um, uh, bit of information and it's all right there at your fingertips. And we'd love for you to go access it and you can subscribe right there to helpful information throughout the year and again you can apply there you can do a a lot of different things there we do everything for you you don't have to even think about it but i want to thank mark my co-host and shine our producer and our two guests uh, phil and kathy future phil and kathy show coming to you soon but thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week right here on the housing hour wnox that's the housing hour with kevin ray for today 
Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.